guys are listening to everybody has an opinion guys it's a real sports show brought to you by real everyday people man we had a blast last week was our pilot we, we're kicking things off episode two i'm here with my boy brandon and my boy jason What's going we, got on? Some, we got some special What's guests we got some contributors in the house with us today we're gonna definitely get to them as we go through the show some um opinionists yeah, some opinionists, that's what I'm going to call them. Some, some opinionists. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm messing with that. So, guys, listen, basically, if you're new to the show, new to the podcast, it's real simple. See, what we do is we kind of just touch base on a lot of these sports topics because you, you already know you're doing it anyways. You're on Facebook arguing left and right. You're at the barbershop talking crazy with people with these crazy opinions. Have you ever just talked to somebody and you just wanted to choke the life out of them because they were saying something crazy? You know, I don't know, something crazy like Kobe Bryant's better than LeBron James or, or you know, something idiotic like you know i don't know donovan mcnab is better than pink man you know stupid stuff like that anyways what we do is we have those same debates we have those same arguments but we do it as best as we can on an intellectual level you're gonna learn something today man trust me you definitely gonna learn something today um just to kind of wrap things up the last week we closed the show with a meme about three teams y'all remember the teams right Remember the team? I remember them. Yeah, Team A, you know, it had it had like Steph Curry, uh, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and I think Anthony Davis. Team B was Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, um, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, and Akeem Olajuwon. But Team C was Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal. Listen, man, the general consensus. I don't know. We all posted it. The general consensus on my end was that Team C. Was gonna handle that. What did you get? So let me ask you something. What's up? In terms of your timeline, mm-hmm. what's the generation? I knew you was gonna go there. I, I, I just need to know because that's that's the most important factor. Because whether it's right, wrong, or different, people mm-hmm. are you know really entrenched in their feelings in terms of the era. You're right. You're right. People are stuck in their era. You see it every day. Man. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, we're stuck in our era too. You think about the conversations we have. We kind of get stuck in our own era, and then when we get the the younger cats want to talk about the younger players. We always go back to, nah, you got to, when I was growing up, you know, this person was killing it and you were too young to know about it. So, you know, it's always going to be that same right, generation so gap. Forget the timeline. Who did we pick? I picked Team C. Team C. What about yeah, Team C. I mean, okay. that, was a, that was a general <laughs> okay, consensus. So, so Opinionist, Scott, I mean, you want to chime in? <laughs> what were the teams? The team, okay, we had, we had like, we had Steph Curry, um, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis as Team A. Then we had um, uh, Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, um, Charles Barkley, and Akeem Olajuwon as Team B. But then we had Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Tim Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal. Now, all these players are in their prime for this particular elaboration. 27 years SGC. old. Yeah, all in their prime. New school. So which team are you going to No take? hand checking. C. Thank you. See, they have the most talent. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. All the teams are good. All the teams are good. No, of course. But you have Allen Iverson, one of the greatest guards of all time. Mm-hmm. You have Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest guards of all time. Mm-hmm. You have Tracy McGrady, who could play so many different positions. Mm-hmm. You got Tim Duncan, who's probably the best power forward I've ever seen. Exactly. And Shaquille O'Neal's most dominant center of all time. Exactly. You know the one thing. The one thing about Team C, though, they could work within the rules of yesteryears and today's Correct. years. And that's the thing. You figure that at Team B with Jordan and Gary Payton, they might struggle with today's rules. 
But Team C just, they have that nice balance in between for everything. You want to know why I didn't get the Team A? The only reason why I didn't get the Team A is because I feel like they'd foul out. That's the only reason. <laughs> I feel like they try to guard Shaq and they'd foul out. Or they try to stop Timmy and they'd foul out. Because they'd outshoot. They're going to outshoot Team C. I know that. Who's the weak link? In Team A? Yeah. Anthony That's Davis for me. That's unfair, but it is Anthony Davis. But he's the best. He's probably the best one defensively. The, the only thing I see about Team A having a shot is they're so athletic. That's, and trying to compete with the athleticism yeah. and the yeah. shooting. Yeah. Now, the only thing I see about B is that they don't have any three-point shooting. Thank you. Exactly. See, see, so Team B can't win. He's right on the he's money, man. Out. He's right on the money. So we got it. But that, that was just to kind of end things up for last week. Thank you for all of you guys that participated. We're going to end the show with this with another one, and I'm going to leave that later You know, for my man to, to kind of – give us that particular point so we're gonna jump into our first few topics man we're lucky too because we have a room full of people ready to contribute but those of you that are listening live you guys can also call in jb you want to hit him with that number real quick it's on 954-769-1562 954-769-1562 exactly so guys don't think that you can't contribute that's one thing that we're gonna love about this show as we go along with it is that you know, we're going to hear voices. It's, it's Everybody has an opinion. And who's everybody? You're a part of that. So let's just jump into the first topic. Guys, okay, so how do I even, how do I even start talking about this? Man, my head was just like, I just want to pull my hair out. when I. When, <laughs> that's funny I said that, right? <laughs> I just want to pull my hair out when I first saw this particular situation go down. Um, this week there was uh, some very interesting comments made by you know, the, our beloved Michael Vick. I mean, listen, I don't mean to be that guy, but I think I think Vick finally did something. He didn't do it for the dogs. The dogs didn't do it. The dogs didn't do it. This might be what what finally gets him not invi- uninvited to the cookout. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's he, you know he can't come anymore. Like we just he can't come anymore for this for this comment alone. Yeah, you got a plate at everyone. Oh, oh my God, everyone are you serious? Well, I would have made his plate for him. Exactly. Everyone you know, <laughs> felt bad for his whole situation, but you know I think he just kind of put his foot in his mouth. I think and, prison broke him. You know, I don't I don't think it did. I feel I feel like. Beyond Greyjoy. <laughs> with, with just the situation at hand, for people that don't know the situation, you know, he made a comment about Colin Kaepernick saying that. Oh, we got the comment. Oh, we got the comment? Oh, we're going to play the comment? No. All right. <laughs> My dog's like, we do? <laughs> yeah, man, we, we, we got yeah. the comment. And, um, yeah, and then we, we're definitely going to jump on that, guys. Basically, to kind of summarize it, we're going to play for you real quick, is um, – we're talking about Colin Kaepernick and how he's not in the NFL right now. And what, you know, and this has been a topic for a lot of people. A lot of people have been saying different things about it, you know, saying that, you know, the last two years his performance dipped. That's why he's not playing. You know, but Geno Smith got a job. So I don't know, you know, I don't know, I don't know what year, I don't know what year Geno Smith was good, but, you know, we're talking about the last two years. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of things. And, and a lot of people feel like it's because of his statements, it's because he took a knee, it's because of what he did. But none of the teams are just openly saying that's why. Now, what happened with Vic, though, Vic tried to give him some advice, and, you know, two things happened. One, people didn't really like the fact that it was coming from Mike Vic. And two, people were shocked out of their mind that Mike Vic said this. So let's play it real quick. I think he really does. The first thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it. I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. Um, 
That's a and fascinating thing to hear you say, Mike. That he needs to do is, you know, just try to be presentable. I mean, look, so all the social media stuff that he's doing, look, we, we get it. We understand it. It's time for, you know, Collins to step up in a different way. And, you know, I think primarily the reason why he's not signed to a team right now is because of the last two seasons and, and not being as productive as everybody, you know. Let me just ask you a question because I, I kind of chuckled when you said he had a club. So, like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to. I don't even want to tackle this first, just because I got so much to say about it. But I, I don't even want to tackle this I'll, first. I'll, I'll who, tackle. Who, go ahead, bro. Um, and I think I'm gonna tackle it from a a different perspective. Hmm? Um, if anybody has a phone, a tablet, a computer, listening wherever you are, I just want everybody right now to Google unprofessional hair. Okay. <clears throat> unprofessional hair. Let's see what. All right. Let's see what let's that. See what we're what that going is. with this. Dang. First thing I see. First thing that came on my mind is that when I click on images, is I see women with natural hair. Okay. A, a lot of women with natural. I haven't even seen a dude, and I'm all the way down the pages. What? I mean, I see some of it like colorful hair and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, but but you know, nonetheless, most of it's just natural hair. Right. Exactly. So so so, so where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? Well, 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 what, what, do, what does hair have to do with playing football? Mm, I don't know. Not much. But hey, don't you got a helmet? Right. 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 You right. Do. So my, my the point I was about to make with the hair itself is the black man period is is in a very tight position because in his natural state, him and the black woman is 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 not even seen as you know, doing the right thing or cut the right way, not the standard. So when, when you're put in that position, um, it's very difficult um, to toe a line. It's very difficult um, to get second chances. So uh, I said that to say that Michael Vick um, and Allen Iverson really brought this urban, long hair, edge, to their prospective sports. If you think about the way Allen Iverson played, it was, it, was, it was revolutionary, it broke the mold. Same thing about Michael Vick. Revolutionary, broke the mold. So for Michael Vick, the person that kind of brought the urban, natural, braid situation to the game, it was a very disheartening situation to see him say that about somebody that followed his path. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I just think that he had to have been broken in jail. Like I slightly disagree with you, Jason, on that because he was somebody that, that made this mainstream. He was somebody that allowed people in the urban communities to feel good about themselves. And so for him to come out and say, well, you need to cut your hair, when that's how you came into the league, that's how you, you, you actually are iconic for that. You and Allen Iverson are iconic for bringing urban culture to the mainstream via sports. But you got you to gotta look at it like this, though. You got to remember now, Michael Vick went to jail. When he came out, it was a lot of scrutiny around him about anybody that would take a chance on him. The boycotting, the rioting or whatnot right. around stadiums for anybody that would have given him the opportunity. So what he had, to, he had to change his image. So he felt by him changing his image, it then gave him a second chance at football. He felt by coming out, cutting his hair, it's a new Michael Vick. He didn't want to be seen. He said seen, that in the statement. Right. He, doesn't, he didn't want to be From seen in that same light or that old light okay. as the dog fighter and things of that nature. So he wanted to come out and kind of revamp his style and 
who he was as an individual. So he wasn't looked at as that thug and that urban type of player. So can I ask you a question? And I'll I'll let Thola come in because I know he wants to speak um, on this topic. Um, I want everybody to think about what I'm about to say um, and think about it deeply. Um, Is there a such thing in, in America today where maturity and conformity are two different things for black men? Because what happens is when people cut their hair, they seem to be maturing. When people start speaking differently, they seem to be maturing. When they start dressing differently, they seem to be maturing. But is that conformity or is that? I think it depends. I think it's contextual. Because we can all say, you know, Bob Marley was extremely mature. But, you know, he didn't look like, you know, like he didn't cut his hair. He but that's what it. Michael Vick was basically saying. Too mature, you have to conform. Bro, I'm going to take it even further with you. It's, you know, in Michael Vick's situation, we all understood that he had to, like you explained it, he had to, he he had to shed criminal. that image. Exactly. He was a criminal. He did something wrong. He did something wrong. He locked arms with Tony Dungy. You know, he actually was going to go to the Raiders, guys. But Dungy, Dungy advised against that. You know, because reached, out, reached, out, reached out to Andy Reid and felt like Andy Reid was not just the right coach, but the right person to help walk him back into the league. But also, you know, Philadelphia is a great city for that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's more of your urban city. So him coming there would be a warmer Correct. welcome than maybe going to the Patriots, for example. No, no, I completely understand. Now, here's where it gets interesting, though. So for him to, to kind of give that advice to Colin Kaepernick, in a way, it almost insinuates that what Colin Kaepernick did was wrong. It's like saying that, you know, when you took that stand and when you, when you made that decision, you, you tarnished your image. And so now you have to remold your image because of what that Afro represents, because of, you know, all of this. But, guys, that's, that's the scariest part about what he said. Can we, we all know what happened. And, and it went from taking a seat to taking a knee to he, then he stopped doing it all together. He moved on to just doing other things or whatever it may be. Case in point, we all understood why he was doing it. He was protesting police brutality, you know, at a disproportionate rate here in the United States. All right, we get it. We get it. That's what he was protesting. But did he do anything wrong? Did he hurt anybody? Did he hurt an animal? Did he do anything of that nature? You know, all he hurt was feelings. And so for that to be the advice you give Someone, you know, well, now that you did that, if you want to come to the NFL, you should cut your hair and basically beg for your job back. To me, I think it gives the wrong message. But, I mean, I'd love to hear a different opinion. You know, maybe, maybe, it is, maybe it is maturity. Go ahead. I know you got a lot to say about this, so let's give your side. What do you think? Do you think Colin should cut his hair? Do you think it's something that also, because in the NFL, it, it's kind of weird because we have situations like Richard Sherman. Is he, does he have to cut his hair now? Do you know? Does uh, who, who else got some crazy hair? Who else got long hair? Clay and, Matthews. Clay Matthews. Oh, should he? You know, Chris Long. Should he get rid of the mullet? Like, sh- like what? Why does he have to cut his hair, but no one else in the in the league? Does? No, I'm not. You I'm better not, talk on that mic. I'm not. I'm not really. Um, you better talk on that mic. I'm not really <laughs> saying anything about the uh, uh, Kaepernick, but I mean Michael Vick. The guy's a legend. Am I? Am I right? Mm-hmm. He's a legend. Is on right. So, okay. With the experience that he's been through and the things that he, like, with the whole dog thing and everything like that, I think if he has an opinion, and ironic, this show's called Everybody's Opinions. Yeah, matter, yeah, right? everybody's been. So I think his opinion should matter, right? Because with all his experience that he went through, he's a guy that 
went got out the league, mm-hmm. came back, mm-hmm. got a, a hundred million dollar contract okay. with the Eagles. Okay. So if he's giving a young guy an advice, I think maybe we should look into it instead of saying, "Oh man, like uh, he should be free to do whatever he wants to." Let's just give the guy uh, his opinion. Like I think sometimes we we confuse, you know, talent. And, and physical, you know, prowess and just having, a, having God-given ability with being profound. Mike Vick never really was big on speaking on issues. He's never been that guy, ever. He's never been somebody to stand up for things or so on and so forth. But now it's convenient for the media. You, you understand he was on Jason Whitlock's show. He was on speak. He was on, he was on speak for yourself. You know, like no, chill. But, but look at this way. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, go let's ahead. give the guy a chance. Like he went through what he went through. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing, man. He matured. So from him looking like, like for example, can I get a bruh? <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for example, for example, <laughs> like me and you were cool. We're close. Uh huh. So if I need like a, an advice from something, who would I go to? Would I go to someone younger than me, or would I go to you? Okay, I get it, but but that's. That's too. Like, I get what you're saying, but that has nothing to do with this particular instance because what it is is it's saying that if he cuts his hair, his chances of being in the NFL increase. No, but like this is one of the things that is true. Like it's true. Like no, that that's well, ludicrous. Thank, thank you. That's ludicrous. I'm gonna tell you why it's ludicrous because there, it, whether you cut your hair or it's bald or you have hair down your feet, the fact is he still had the same situation that people are not gonna forget, and cutting your hair is not gonna change that. No, but that's your opinion. But like, the rest of the world, everybody has their own. Listen, 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 listen. The rest of the world doesn't it, like. It's weird. The rest of the world view things different. Like a guy that cuts his hair and has a nice clean cut, they're more welcome to like uh, houses. Yeah, but, but like, we're talking about the NFL here, where there's guys that have gold teeth and there's guys that have hair hanging down to the day yeah, of dreads. But, but listen, how long do those guys last? Marshawn Lynch, Sherman, hey, Richard hey, Sherman. You know, hold on. Hey, hey I, you know, my, my man Dre wants to get a word in real quick. Go ahead, man. Everybody has an opinion. Go ahead. Look, seriously, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear Into the mic, into the mic. I'm, I'm trying to hear you here saying how Mike Vick, you know, he was just trying to offer some advice. He was just trying to, you know, basically sit this young guy down and tell him this is how you get your job back. But there's levels mm-hmm. to ridiculous. And <laughs> Mike Vick, is, he just happened to step into level one. Yeah. He did try to backtrack and say how he wishes the best. <laughs> For Colin Kaepernick, but in all truth, you stepped on level one ridiculous because you did try to offer. Yeah, this may help you, but you do have to remember, as said earlier, people like Glenn Beck, Tommy Loren, even Jason Whitlock aren't going to forget the original protest. They don't care that his hair is cut. I sat and I've watched uh, D'Angelo Williams with the pink tips on his um, dreads, uh, Troy Palomalu, the one of the greatest safeties of all time. His hair almost touched his feet. You know, he was the poster boy for long hair in the NFL. So it's not cutting your hair. We know exactly why Colin Kaepernick does not have a job in the NFL. Cutting his hair isn't going to change that. Mike Vick just tried to give you, well, maybe if he does this, this is putting out hope that I see Colin Kaepernick in the NFL in the future. But having to say something that wouldn't sound threatening. Because it's actually where he stands. Okay. Hold on, one last thing I said. Go ahead. The whole NFL thing, it's not about like, okay, everybody's replaceable. Like, you don't practice, there's another guy coming to take your job, all right? So you have to do what you got to do. Even though it's not nice, like, even all jobs are like that. It's not like, it's not, it's, it's never fair. 
but you gotta do what you gotta do. Like he said, like you fit in in a box. That's all it is. You have to fit in that box if you don't want to. Like there's somebody else. There's like there's like a kid right now in like UM or like UF that's coming to take your job. So you have to do what you gotta do, and it's a business. Okay, so now you just brought up performance, and if we bring up performance, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you there are. No, but he hasn't been Almost. performing. You're not going to tell well, me. Look, 16 look, and 14. Look, look, look. Guys, 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 guys Wait, I, I, I hate that argument. I hate this whole, like, he, he's been playing so bad. The guy was the guy had 16 touchdowns for four interceptions. Yo, the guy, don't get me. Yeah, on a, on, ter- on a terrible team. Like, that's that's not outstanding numbers or anything. But by God, like, he, he had four times as many touchdowns as he had interceptions. Like, look, if Ryan, you, if Ryan Fitzpatrick. 64 quarterbacks better than Colin Kaepernick, that makes no sense. Exactly. If Ryan Fitzpatrick could be a starting quarterback and still have a job as awful as he is. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a job anymore. Oh, he's fired up? He, he he's he, gone. Okay, so Ryan. And, I, and so, I'm a Jets fan. So <laughs> Brian well, Osweiler still has gone. a job. Uh, or, uh, Gino Smith. Well, Gino Smith, that's just that's ridiculous. Mark, yeah, Mark yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, Mark like, Look at all these players that still Can have a job. Yo, why do you got to beat up on the Jets huh? here? Because the Jets are horrible. Why do we have to bring up Mark Sanchez? Because the team that he's on or the team that I last remember he's on, mm-hmm. let's just not bring up Mark Sanchez. Oh, okay? come on, man. We got some Mark Sanchez. How about, how about the butt fumble? <laughs> Greatest yeah, player of all time. Yeah, fumble is sitting in Texas right now. <laughs> I don't like that. So, <laughs> nah, let, me, let me say, I want to say one thing on this Look. whole Colin Kaepernick thing. <clears throat> in today's day and age, there's so much with social media and things that you can't do now that you could have done 10, 15 years ago. It's just like, you know, you guys ever, the Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. They were ta- one of the guys on there was talking, and he was saying that, thank God there was no social media back in the 80s because they would get exposed for everything they Amen. were doing, the drugs and everything else. So it's nowadays these, these teams, are, they're really worried about your, what it's going to do for the locker room, what it's going to do for the morale of the team. And so cutting your hair or not cutting your hair is not going to change what NFL coaches and NFL team presidents think about what you're going to do to bring that team down or affect the locker room. Look, but it's still a business. Like you guys, it's it's, it's just a business. It's nothing more than that. Like, and it's, I agree. It's a yeah, but you it's gotta a business, but you gotta hold on. Elaborate. Like, you gotta, you gotta elaborate. So That's, a, I'm not. I'm not listen, getting, if it's I'm a business, and then like we we'll say it's a, it's a fraternity or something. If I want my employees to be a certain way, like it's just what it is. Mm. But they're not. But they're not paid. You know they're not paid to model though, and they're wearing helmets. Hold so on. I don't think. No, I don't think your but, hair should but, matter. But what about that lady that wrote the letter because um um Cam was doing that dance? And like they, they, he's not allowed to do it anymore. See, guys, that's that's terrible. That, yeah. No, Look, but this, this is this is and, and this is the underlining. No, but this is the thing though. Like this is the thing. In business, consumers are always right, right? Not not always. Not not, not when it comes to stuff like that. Listen, I get what you're saying. Dollars, like, I get what you're saying. But listen, whether Cam dances or not, Walmart, no, completely yeah, disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Walmart, yeah. Whenever whenever Walmart, you don't get any service. So. Listen, if Cam goes and does what he does, it's not going to stop the NFL from from still selling tickets. It's not going to stop people from still watching the games. Super Bowl still going to be viewed. So we you can't really bring that stuff into it when we're talking about that. And then when it comes to professional sports, understand that the way you look, your appearance. Don't get me wrong, you, you can be presentable, but what is presentable because when I go and I watch Alfred Payton you know for the Orlando, Orlando Magic am I supposed to sit here and say well he's got to cut his hair even look, though he just put up 25 because he's not on the team Orlando hold on let, let, let me go let me say something real quick the underlining issue that we have going on right now simple thing between Vic and Kaepernick everybody went down on Vic because he was hurting dogs this that and the other I completely understand Kaepernick has essentially gone a step further and now he's quote unquote offended the American flag. 
per se. Mm-hmm. So now you no longer have the dog lovers that are up in arms. Now you have an entire country that's up in arms about what his stance is. And I think that's more the underlining issue. Vic had the opportunity to come back because I feel at the end of the day, more people were able to look past that situation with the dog fighting. And Kaepernick is having a harder time with people trying to look past the fact that he wanted to make a stance and, you know, this nation is freedom of speech. So he's being ridiculed for exactly what this country stands for and that's a double-edged sword like that that makes no sense whatsoever i'll tell you why in my opinion and i agree with you 100 percent the reason why michael vick got another shot is because he was 10 times more talented than colin kaepernick okay plain and simple yeah fair enough listen i I understand the stats of colin kaepernick 16 to 4 but he doesn't throw the ball that much when you watch him throw he's not accurate at all. You watch Michael Vick, one of the greatest arms I've ever seen in a quarterback. Yeah, Plus, too. Kaepernick is not a pocket quarterback, which NFL likes nowadays. They don't like running quarterbacks as much anymore. So now you have a guy who's a, not a pocket quarterback, who can't really run the offense like the NFL teams want them to, and he's standing up for his what he believes in. So it's causing problems that way, and I, I totally agree with him standing up for what he believes in. Whether you think it's right or wrong doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, he's not the quarterback that teams want to lead their team to go to a Super Bowl. Oh, and that's fair enough. And you know what? That's fair enough. All I'm saying is that that advice to cut your hair, so on and so forth, understand that that, that type of ripple effect, what could come from this if it's not checked? Because to be honest, at the end of the day, our nat- the, the, he didn't create a style. That's the natural state in which his hair grows. That was my point with the the beginning of my statement about the unprofessional hair. Mm -hmm. It's seen a certain way. It's threatening. Yeah. Bottom line. They said that. Mm. They said that in that segment. They said that that it's the perception of, you know, black power or black pride or whatever it may be. At the end of the day, man, even if it is, even if it is, come football time, it's in a helmet. I don't want to hear all that. Wait, so so does that mean that Harper, baseball player for the Nationals, Mm -hmm. is – presenting white power because he's got long hair and this crazy looking beard and he looks like he, he came out of a trailer park <laughs> maybe to me that's ridiculous it, I, I really don't think that hair should have anything to do with what you can do with it now i i get that it does i right, get that symbolic but yes, i think in sports but chris, awesome. you're, no but chris you're right that does need to be checked yeah because if it's not checked it's going to turn into something that's absolutely even more ridiculous everyone's gonna look right like now. a creative player with the, you know <laughs> everyone's gonna look the same and that's just gonna be terrible but anyway so Guys, we got this segment, and for those of you that are paying attention, feel free to comment and let us know what you guys think about that particular aspect. But right now, I want to hear from my man, Jason, because he's been compiling a few things. I think this has been a pretty crazy week. Am I wrong? Nah, you're, 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 you're right there, you know, and I'm going to bring in this new segment that we're going to call Just In Case. So essentially, it's going to be Just In Case you missed anything that might have happened in the world of sports. You know, we're not really going to elaborate too much on it, but, you know, I might pose some questions here for everybody as I'm going through it. Uh, So the first thing I want to talk about is if anybody's been on Twitter and you saw the love connection between Dion Waiters and Dwayne Wade. Um, (laughs) You know, Waiters mentioned, you know, a possible return of Wade to Miami. Now, for everyone that's familiar with the game of basketball, the only way that would happen this season is Chicago buying out Wade and the Heat using their mid-level exemption to pretty much bring him on. Currently, the Heat have 14 players under contract, so they would have to probably release somebody at some point in time in the year if that were to happen. So do you guys think 
there's a possible return for Wade here in Miami this season? Us? Yeah. You guys I don't think I don't, it's possible. I don't, I don't think it's happening. No? I don't think this, I think he's going to have to hold out for this whole banana boat situation. You know, maybe possibly team up with some of those guys that he knows, if anything. But I don't see him. I don't see him coming to Miami. Definitely not. But even not saying that it would be a bad thing either, though. I think Miami is a very underrated team, especially, you know, out of the Eastern Conference. It's kind of like up for grabs at this point, you know. So we'll see what happens. But go ahead. Do you have anything on that? I got anyone else. No All right. Nah. So, oh, again. wait, wait. We got, we got one. Wait, go ahead. Well, I don't think – I think they're just um, trying to – give the fans something to talk about, to be honest with you. They know it's not going to happen. Um, I don't see Wade fitting in that system the way they play now, that run and gun. He's going to play one game. If they got a back-to-back, he's sitting out. So I don't see how <laughs> full contract, half the games. But let me ask you this. Could yeah. he be that Manu Ginobili type player that could come off the bench, give you role? a solid 20 minutes, and go from there? I think he's too dominant with the ball in his hand. Ginobili was a willing passer. Dwayne didn't average over five assists. If I'm no, nah, nah, I mean, coming off the bench for the team, like that's that was his team for like as long as he's been there. I mean, for him to come back and take a bench role, I don't think that would be good on his legacy. That's I exactly mean, what I was gonna say. Yeah, like it, it would it would be great. And like, damn, well, you great. You you took the back seat for the team. That would be great. But you know, he went to Chicago for the money. Why would he come back to be loyal? Like, do you guys you, you guys you guys remember when Allen Iverson had to sit on the bench, right? Right. He didn't. You remember? Come. He, he hated upset. it, and he all that upset. did is it created even more problems in the locker room. Once again, the locker room. And Dwayne Wade, with like you said, his legacy is so strong. Right. He's and, and he's so loved by people in Miami. First of all, the fans aren't going to want to see him come off the bench. No. All right, cool. What's All the right. next thing? So, you know, this is a sports podcast. So, you know, I'm going to try to hit as many sports as I can for those soccer fans out there. Wayne Rooney returning to his first team, Everton, after 13 years with Man United. What? So, you know, his, uh, his role diminished over these last couple years when he picked up Zlatan and a couple other uh, players. So, Wayne Rooney used to be the man. He used to be. You know, I mean, he's still, he's still the uh, captain for the English national team. It's just... At Man United, he's just kind of lost his place. So we'll see if uh, maybe he could get his career back on track with Everton. Uh, big news today, O.J. Simpson was granted parole. So shout out to O.J. The, the juice. juice is loose. The juice is loose. Um, <laughs> I heard they got a release party at the office. <laughs> um, man, I heard he's coming to Florida, man. Lock your doors. <laughs> yeah, they said, they said he, may, uh, he may end up residing in Naples when it's all said and done. Um, Lonzo Ball winning the Summer League MVP. Is that a big deal or not? What do you guys think? Man, we about Is to it? talk about that, man. Chill. Right, so I keep it moving. Uh, I don't know if most of you have heard Ice Cube's got the big three league. Absolutely. Uh, but did you hear that T.O. wanted to join on a team and Ice Cube rejected that? Ice Cube only wants the league for former NBA players. It's like a fraternity. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. It's, right. it's a basketball league, so it should be basketball players. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you remember, though, T.O. was a stud in college and in high school in both basketball and football. He just ended up following that football career even more. So, I mean... That's like saying, right, Charlie, right. That's like game, saying Charlie Ward would want to play in like an like a old veterans football league because he was the man in Florida State. But, but like, if, you, if you look at it this way, 99% of, of, of studs in college, they don't make it anywhere anyways. 
Yeah. Oh, true. True. Yeah. I mean, because now when you get to the NFL, you get to the NBA, you're playing against all the studs, the best of the studs. Yeah. You're right. You're right. For that. All right. So I see my yeah, man got a, a Cowboys. Y'all remember Jimmer? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, Listen, yeah. don't, don't act like y'all don't remember Jimmer. Jimmer used to be Jimmer on Sports that. Center every day. Got to the NBA. Disappeared. But you know what's funny? <laughs> he he was he was that one that you would see shooting that three from thirty feet out in, in college, and everyone thought, you know what, he's going to be so great in the NBA. And everybody looked past Steph Curry when he was in college, all because he was at a smaller school. And now look at the man. Yeah. So you know, it's it. it look hey. at look at Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. Well, Christian yeah. Leitner did okay though. Okay. Yeah. But he we're talking about yeah. he was the, the he was the, yeah, yeah. the college yeah. player. He was the man in college. Yeah, yeah. He and was. he was a nobody in the NBA. Let's, he was. Let's true, true. He was. Yeah. All right, moving on, though. Ezekiel Elliott. Can the man stay out of trouble? I mean, you know, allegedly he's uh, involved with this bar fight, and he still has the domestic dispute uh, pending. So, you know, uh, you know, the Cowboys need to find somebody to, to keep that brother out of trouble. You know, give him a chaperone. I don't like that situation because – let me just just cut that real quick. I don't like that situation because if he's not found guilty in the court of law, he shouldn't be suspended any games. I think if you don't get in trouble, if, if the, the jury doesn't get you in trouble, the commissioner, I, I think Roger Goodell oversteps all the time. He's, he's so quick to suspend people left and right. And, I mean, it goes the same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was found innocent too, but yet, yet he still missed four games. Like, we can't, I don't know. I think Goodell just, he's trigger happy with those suspensions. He is. I think, you know, he's got that um, little man syndrome. You know, he loves the power. And well, that's... My feelings on it, are, of course, are a little bit more personal. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> with your Cowboys jersey on. <laughs> but, you, you are absolutely correct. If you're not found guilty in a court of your peers, then and, and it's been so many back and forth with the whole domestic situation, you know... There are certain things they're going to do for league image. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to look like we're hard on these issues. We're tough on these issues. But there's a court of law on some of these issues. If a judge and jury, like you said, have found this man innocent, then let him go play. Mm-hmm. I of agree. course, I want to see him I play. agree and disagree, though, and I'll tell you why. Because in the court of law, and I agree with that, but in the court of law, the slightest little thing can can... I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to use here. Can but get you the, off. Correct. So that doesn't mean that the person's really innocent. That just means there was a technicality that somebody screwed up on one side. But I totally do agree with you on the other point you made. And I would like to say, if we're going to take that stance, then that must mean that no company, no business has their own code of conduct. Okay. Right. Yeah, but they're not they're inconsistent then. Then if that's the case, the NFL is extremely inconsistent. Yeah, because, because you know, obviously we had that situation with the Giants kicker. We had that situation with yeah, countless yeah. other players that have, you know, have domestic disputes and domestic so many violence. situations and not all of them get suspended. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I well, look, well, but, but now let's think Ray Rice. I mean, mm. Ray Rice had yeah. That domestic. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, okay, it, it was. It was. All right, now let's be real. It was. Elevator. It was bad because and he appealed it. All of us saw it. We yeah. all saw you what know, happened. How bad Josh Brown was. Right, and we don't know how serious the Ezekiel Elliott situation is. So my thing is, I mean, Ray Rice got straight blackballed because that video was made public. Okay. Yeah. I think they're trying to make it where they're really just trying to clean up the league and they're trying to get it where if you, you got to really watch out for yourself and don't make any mistakes 
So I think, I, in my opinion, that's why they're they're just, pressing it like that. Yeah, I said it earlier. I said they caught in that social media, you know, like everything they do. They wasn't doing anything different back then. We heard worse stories, but it wasn't out there for everybody to comment on it. Yeah, they covered social it up media. before it even got out. So that's why Roger Goodell got to keep handing down those frisbee suspensions because everybody knows. And if you don't do nothing about it, then it's going to look bad for the NFL. You, you know, so like he's in a tight situation. He, like, faster now. he has to, he has to like throw stuff. And some of the some of the times it don't make no sense because he's throwing so many, he got to evaluate every situation. <laughs> yeah. And say, all right, like I, one day he might be like, yeah, four games, everybody, four games. You know? <laughs> like it's just how he's got to handle the situation, man. Lawrence Taylor, my dad grew up with him. So that's all I got to say about it. I'm actually hey, going to bring up LT. I'm bringing up LT later today. Hey, maybe, maybe you should just cut his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. It's not the answer to everything. Cut his hair. What, what else you got, man? All right. Let's see. Nike just revealed their new uniforms for the NBA season. Uh, one thing that they did change this year, home teams no longer have to wear white. So they're going to give them an option of four different colored jerseys. <laughs> That they could choose from. That's cool. So, you know, that's something that, you know, we'll be able to look forward to when the, the season starts. Um, going on to college football real quick. Jimbo Fisher stating that the ACC is the best conference in college football since they went 9-3 and three with winning the national championship this past uh, season. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree that the ACC is now the, the top dog just because they had a decent bowl season for the first time in a while i don't know if they're the top dog and i'm a big florida state fan oh man but i'll tell you one thing no no hold on hold on but i do not think the sec is as strong as people have said it's been for the last 10 years okay they play each other when they play teams outside what happens they still win though not always they may may not always win but you got to think the sec beats down on each other and when it comes time for a postseason, sometimes they're just worn out. I think college football goes through seasons, man. I mean, I remember at one point Pac-10 was, was up for discussion. We had the same type of conversation back in 05 when USC was killing people every single year. You know, like, it, it just goes through seasons. And so right now, if they want it, let them have it after the year. But I don't see it lasting very long. Not, I, think the dra- I think a few people are just going to graduate out, and then it's going to be back to what it was before, which I do think the ACC is – I mean, the SEC is pretty powerful. At one point, the Big 12 – even when, you know with Texas yeah. and all that, I mean, it, and Oklahoma, you know, it, 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 yeah. see, it's not, it's never going to stay in one place, not with college football. But you I think, though? I mean, it's been in the SEC for some time now, though. I mean, you, you think about it. So you had Florida winning two national championships. You've had Alabama, I think, with three or four. Um, I believe LSU has one in there, and I'm talking from the last maybe ten to twelve years. Okay, Auburn has one in there. Um, So you mean you figure out the last 12 years, the SEC probably has eight out of the last 12. But he gave you a good example of how they were playing each other, though. You know how it – like a lot of these – like, okay, for example, Oregon's always been in conversation, right, every year, no matter what. But you got to think, Oregon. They never get a chance to win because their their conference is weak and they don't play anybody. But no, I, I respect but their teams weren't always bad. Well, hold, hold on, I respect their everything uniforms you said. look good. I respect everything you said about the SEC <laughs> going eight, winning eight out of the last twelve. But that's the past. We're in this year right now, and let's see where we are from here moving forward. I feel like right. the ACC schools have they both have they have basketball team and football mm-hmm. team, so it's more attractive when you recruit a player and you take him to. A, uh, a basketball game and they're a top team 
and then you see the environment and you see like you could make a fact on this football team. I think it's a transition where the kids pick ACC school more than the SEC. Cause I like you, that. If you're looking at the recruiting where it's committed, it's really tired. And before, it was lopsided. Well, you know, you know what? what? So, we'll, we'll be able to handle this game one of the season, Alabama, Florida State. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. And then you got Florida, Michigan as well. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the teams look. Um, I got two more real quick. Uh, quick baseball note. The Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers are 31-4 and four in the last 35 games. So, I mean, you know, the Dodgers are trying to make some noise in the MLB. 31 and what? In four. What? In the last 35 <laughs> games. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on a tear right now. Um, Derek Rose, you know, he's been on that, on that free market for a little minute now. And, um, you know, he's had talks with, the, <laughs> he's had talks with the Cavs and uh, he's meeting with the Lakers, I believe, as well. You know, last year with the Knicks was his best season since uh, 2010-11 as far as points and everything is concerned. You think uh, the Lakers or the Cavs can rejuvenate his career and bring him back to the D-Rose of old? I don't think he'll ever get back to the D-Rose of old, but I think he'd be a great, if he's at the right attitude, he'd be a great guy to come off the bench because the guy still does have talent if he can stay healthy, but he's not the starting point guard anymore. I think those days are over for him. Yeah, breach. I, I mean, feel that, he should be more of a defensive player to make a factor. I feel like his transition is always going to be there. Um, I feel like if he clamps down on somebody, if he in, increases his defense, he could last a little longer in the league because without no jumper, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, so who's the better fit for him, though, like the, the Cavs or the Lakers? Like he could he fit well with the Cavs, if you ask me. They do a transition game. They got shooters around them. He could He's an upgrade he from said, Darren Williams. He's he an upgrade from Darren Williams. Williams. And, and Darren yeah, Williams actually better. looked pretty good with the Cavs last game? year. Yeah, for one game. One game. No, I mean, if, you, if you look at, well, Bruh. all right, in the playoffs, <laughs> yes. But during the course of the season, he almost gave himself a second chance at the game. Because, I mean, he was he kind of fallen off a bit. And, you know, maybe playing with LeBron, obviously he'll look better. I got a question. So, you know, we'll see. I think it'd be a great fit with Cleveland. Coming off the bench, though. Well, yeah. Who do you think would be perfect. better with Cleveland? Uh, Mellow or D Rose? Mellow. 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 Yeah, Mellow. You know a lot what? Of people, a lot of people say he's a black hole, but not playing with LeBron, it's not going to happen, man. Uh, it, it, let me, let me, I want to speak on Mellow real quick. If you, and I, yes, you're right. You're correct. He doesn't play defense. However, did anybody watch the Olympics? For the last you. three or four times. Thank you. When Melo does not have to be the man, he he's plays great. phenomenal. Exactly. Phenomenal. And now he's going to have so many open shots. Look at all the open shots that Kevin Love missed in the finals. Mm. Those are shots Melo doesn't miss. Thank you. Exactly. He's Thank a better you. shooter. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why and he is still the same type of defender as Kevin Love. Yeah, they're the same thing. They can, they oh, 100%. He's not a good defender. So, but he's a much better scorer. And if you actually look at his game at like end of the game shots... He's got one of the highest percentages mm. of any player in the NBA history. on game-winning shots. In history. No. Mm. That's in incredible. History. But we're not going to beat the Warriors by scoring. Everybody knows that. Like, you're going to have to. Defend you got to defend. Yeah, you're right, but, but you got to score, too, because they're gonna, cause there's no defending that team. Right. But if you look at it, a lot of those games, Kevin Love missed a lot of open threes. Corver missed a lot of open threes. That if those shots were hit, those games are a total different ball game. Thank you. Thank you. But they still didn't play defense. I, I agree, but they still could have been a lot of defense. Who can play defense against them? Shots? Nobody. No, no, seriously. Let's be honest here. If they play smart basketball, how do you guard them? The Golden State Warriors. It's not about playing defense. 
It's about matching them shot for shot. And with the mellow, you can match them shot for shot. I agree. Shot. No, I agree. It's not possible to match them shots for that's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't. No, listen, you can't. You gotta you gotta just you just have to be play good and hope luck lands on your side. Look, there's no there's no beating that team normally. With with uh, Kyrie with the hot Kyrie, LeBron doing what LeBron does and Melo being able to do what he does. They got a shot. You I agree. have a bigger shot I agree 100%. than you do with Hey, let's get Derrick Rose off the bench. Okay? Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. There's no argument there. But you know Zero what? Argument. All in all, you know, that's why everyone has an opinion. That's why everyone has an opinion. So I just wanted to bring that little segment to you guys just in case. So you know, I just hit up some headlines just in case you missed it, you know, people busy at work, at school, whatever it may be. We about to get so, you know, we're we just going to keep it moving. We're about to get deep. Brand- yep. Listen, Brandon. Go <laughs> Brandon, I'm going to make sure. I need you to be on this one. I know you did some homework for this. Guys, we need to talk about this because I noticed it. It's a big theme that goes around. Because, listen, before the season, before Summer League started, we were all ready to watch who? Lonzo Ball. Why? Because of what LeVar did and all that other stuff. Now, Summer League, can we agree this was a, a pretty entertaining Summer League? I watched a few games. I was very impressed with the, the, um, the drafts that came in this year, the draft picks that came in this year. I was very impressed. And um, the thing that I keep hearing is that, guys, it's just Summer League. Summer League doesn't matter. Summer League's not important. So the, the topic of discussion for you guys is how much weight do, should we really put on Summer League in regards to these players? And, I mean, Zero. I'm not going to – Okay, so, yeah, give your, give your, everybody give your opinion. That's fine. And then what we're going to do is I'm, what I'm going to give you is some of the history, some of the Summer League standouts of the past so you could see just how, you know, how much of a litmus test Summer League really is. This is the first time that they play with NBA rules. This is the first time you get to see them play with – Summer League, yeah. The yeah. Summer League is the first time that they play with NBA rules because wow. these guys are coming from college. Let, let, these guys are coming from high school. Let me just say this real quick. If there was no LeVar Ball, mm-hmm. we would not be having a conversation about Summer League. But that does not mean Facts. Hold that on. is not Wait, a barometer. I disagree, but go ahead. Wait, that's cool. I feel like the hype and everything that's been around him and his antics, his comments, and, you know, people call it what you want, but you know what? That's a dad supporting his son. So hands down, you know, you can't you can't be upset about yeah. that. You know, everybody always wants to complain about, you know, a black kid not having that male figure in their lives. And now you got this kid has his father and his father is his spokesman. His father's out there doing everything he can to make sure he can get everything he wants. However, I don't feel like the summer league would have been broadcasted the way it was because I don't remember the last time I've ever seen Summer League on ESPN and ESPN2 throughout right. the night. It became big time. Right, and I, I feel a lot of it was on the shoulders more so of what is Lonzo going to do. This was, a, this was a good draft class, so I'm not going to undermine the draft class by any means, but I feel like LeVar had a lot of influence on the way summer league went this year as far as the as far as it being so public i mean so all, so you think everybody was watching summer league to watch lonzo i feel because I, and, you and think all of their fine. all of, all the laker games got sold out okay during that, summer league you're right hey and you know what hey that means that his marketing strategy is absolutely oh, genius you're, you're right and he's the, but but i'm like i'm gonna just keep it g with you go ahead you have something let me chime in yeah yeah right right so jason the question wasn't if it made it popular the question was does it does it 
show if a player can transition from either high school or, or college to the pros, not if somebody made it popular. And, and my answer is my answer. And is no. I still I'll still go with no real quick before you finish. Okay. okay, go ahead. And the reason I say that is because you have in the summer league, you have players that have been in college, you have players that have been in the D League, players from overseas, you have a bunch of people that are trying to make it in the league. So they're trying to be one of those 15 players on a roster when they're not going against the talent of Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. LeBron James, and that's, James Harden. And that's fair. And that's fair. So that's why, I feel, that's, why, that's why I feel like, okay. you know, what we see in Summer League to me is not a big deal because they're not playing against that elite talent in the NBA. Scott, give me one second, Scott. I got you. I'm going to go right to you. <clears throat> now, when you say... It doesn't. It's not a big deal. That's again. That's not necessarily the question. What what we're saying is, if you see somebody perform well in the summer league, does that mean that they'll be a good NBA player? No. no. Okay. Cool. So now I'm going to tell you. Okay. So do you know who John Wall is? Of course. Do you know who Demarcus Cousins is? Of course. Demar Derozan. Yes. Okay. Jabelle McGee. Sure. Okay. Let me let me go to 2012. Do you know who Damian Lillard is? Of course. Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Jimmy Butler. All right. Okay, so that was just two years I went to of well, summer league play. Hold on, okay, let me finish. Go, let me go, finish. Go. And they dominated. And these are some of the stars today. Now, I can go to 13, 14, and 15, and you're going to hear the same popular players. They dominated the summer league. And now when LeBron, KD, Russ, and all these people head out the door, these will be the new stars. And somebody like Kawhi Leonard – and Damian Lillard are stars today, superstars. So when you say it has no bearing, and these people are showing that they dominated summer league, and if you would have watched them and said, "I don't even know who this guy is," but then watch his game, you'd be like, "Well, damn, go ahead, he's go somebody ahead, to be reckoned with." Go so, ahead, Scott. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to chime in on that. Um, I'm. I, I'm not saying that they're not going to be good players, but I think Lonzo Ball would have been good whether he played in summer league or not. I think Damian Lillard would have been good in, whether he played in summer league or not. John Wall, all these guys, they were a specific and special talent that I don't think Summer League really transitioned their game. Okay. Let's look at the finals when Ball didn't play. Kuzma scored 30. Yep. I've never heard of him, to be honest with you. Now, I, now this is not going to make me want to watch Summer League next year. It's, like, it's not going to make me want to watch the D-League. I like the NBA. Right, right, right. However, I will make one point about what the Summer League is doing. It is taking fans and money away from the WNBA. Oh, God. Now, I'm not a fan of the WNBA by any means. But if you look, the NBA season is now eight months long. It's gotten stretched. Right. So what happened before and what the WNBA was actually relying on was that there's no basketball in the summer. So that's where they're going to get their fans to keep their league up. Now that's going to go away. So do you think that it's not a good idea for the NBA to have a minor league? Oh, 100% I disagree. Okay. I, I think they should. Just like, listen, I'm a baseball fan. I watch right. baseball that's why I asked, life. I heard right. you got single A, double A, triple A. Right. And I think that's big for player development in Major League Baseball. So, it's, yes, it's great for player development. That's like the D League as well. Right. However, I'm just saying I don't think that the Summer League was whether Lonzo Ball was going to be good or not. That's just the point I make. I Let think me. he was going to be good anyways. So, um, Mark, we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. stepped in the building. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what do you, well, what do you feel? I'm not really big on sports, but the Summer League thing – I only know about Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. and what shoes my guy's going to wear. <laughs> I can't tell you the other players what college they came from overseas or anything. But right now, like, like my guy Scott's saying, they're not really shedding light on them. And to answer your question, if it shows a transition from them making it good out of high school, I think it does. 
I watched a few of the games like my guy right here did. Mm -hmm. I watched a few of the games because it's, it's buzzing. And also I've been watching the big three to touch back based on what he said earlier. I like that league as well um, for the ex-NBA players. And um, to touch back based on that, I feel as if T.O. shouldn't play because you have to be an ex-NBA player. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Right. You got to be part it's of like that fraternity. fraternity. Right. You had to be part of that fraternity. You had to prove in yourself. You had to put in the work. <clears throat> and then you had to bring it back in. But, yes, back to the Lonzo Ball situation. I only know about Lonzo Ball and what shoes he's going to wear. So, so for me, when I, when I, I'm listening to everybody's opinion, and it's all right, and it's fair. A lot of things that were said, they were very fair. But I think we, we, we forget the purpose of Summer League. Summer League isn't for, for the point that you made in regards to a guy like John Wall, who obviously was a number one recruit, you know, great player. We saw what he did at Kentucky. We know what they're going to do when they yeah, get in the, the NBA. Ball too, you know, we, we know, we know, what, we know what Damian, we knew what Kevin Durant was going to do. But you know what I liked Summer League for? Back in the day when I was watching Summer League and I saw a young James Harden with no beard, hooping, stand out. You know, when, I, when I'm seeing Otto Porter for the first time, because I had no idea who Otto Porter was. You know, when I'm seeing, you know, you know, when I saw Tony Snell play a little D, and I'm like, who's this Tony Snell guy? Like, it's great for role players. It's great if you're trying to see how you're going to develop teams and you're going to find specialty guys. Doug McDermott had a standout summer league. You know, uh, you know, you ty, well, Tyus uh, Jones kind of isn't good. But he had a standout summer league, too, though. But, but when you're looking at this stuff, he said it so perfect. Kyle Kuzma. I didn't know who Kyle Kuzma was either. I don't think anybody and knew I'm who thankful, he was. And I'm thankful that it, there's a summer league, so now I know who Kyle Kuzma is. And so when I see Kyle Kuzma ball in the NBA or do something good in the NBA, I'm not going to be shocked by it. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God. Like, Where did he come from? And, and it's not because – you're right. You're right. They're not playing the best of the best. But basketball is basketball. You know that, right? You, you, you know that, right? Can we agree? Yeah. We could agree. Do, do y'all know Do y'all know what's, what's the number one thing that they say? And it is, that's why I love this show, man, because we can keep it so real. What's the number one hood comment that you'll hear at the parks? If y'all really know, when you see someone really good at basketball and, you know, and you're in the hood or whatever it may be, and you're at the street court or whatever, what do they normally say? Oh, yeah, man, yo, he's good enough to be in the league, man, but, you know, his grades wasn't up. Or you know he, he was good. He's good enough to be in the league. You know, you know, but he got in some he trouble. He got in trouble. Yeah. He got in some trouble. So, it, 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 amongst this, amongst certain communities, we don't even think the NBA players are the best players on the on the world. We we think there's somebody in in the park that could take these guys. So when you're looking at summer league, you judging them because they're not there yet. But some of these guys are gonna be those guys. I'll bet you a hundred dollars that Kyle Kuzma does not score thirty points in the NBA in any game next year. Okay, maybe not in if he even season. gets to the NBA. Maybe not his rookie season. He's going to the NBA. Come on, but, you know but I'm, I'm, I think it's a Jordan Clarkson's job. Who? Jordan Clarkson. What about his job? You talking about he has his job? Jordan Clarkson might be used as a piece to to, to, to move to another trade. player. Yeah, he, so he might be that, trade not, bait. But let me just go over some of this. Go ahead. You what? Like I'm a huge basketball fan. Like I, I play fantasy and all. Like I keep up with all that stuff from college. So I I heard about a lot of these guys, and I feel like the summer lead is just like a. Let's get their feet wet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let's let's right. let's give them a couple back to backs. Let's see what he can really do with people because the competition in there is better than college. And these guys, they see everybody getting 100, 200 million dollar deals. They're playing hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like our attention span has fallen a little bit with social media, our phones in our hand. We don't really watch the game throughout the whole thing. We on our phones, so it caught my attention. Like especially with Lonzo Ball, I've been watching Lonzo Ball since high school when they never lost a game in high school. Mm -hmm. These dudes dropping 28, 17, and 17, 24, 12, and 12. He was Damn. dropping them numbers. Um, it's, it's just 
getting their feet wet. Yeah, you're right. They're not going to go in the league and score 30 either. You're right. But you're going to be able to say, hey, this guy could run the floor. I could use this guy in spot up. You know, these everybody's in that gym watching them. You know what's beneficial? I'll tell you what's beneficial about the summer league is that it allows guys that normally wouldn't have a chance to shine right. a chance to shine and make a team. Yes. So it's, it's like right. the D-League. And it's, it's important. It's important. It's important. And it matters. Right. It's for a guy like a Kyle Kuzma, like right. an Otto Porter. You even mentioned James Harden. When James Harden went into the league, James Harden wasn't a starter on that team. He was the sixth man. Right. This is where you find your sixth man of the year winners. So wait, 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 hold on. You find so let me ask this then. So should ESPN just start broadcasting D League games or G League games as well then? They it's got the same TV thing. Deal. You're gonna see a lot so, more games. They so got, you think you think ESPN and ESPN two is gonna start showing live G League games? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna go that. to that extent, so I mean, but I mean, they play on NBA TV. Right, but but think how many people think the package you have right. to have to have NBA TV. <laughs> you know, everyone, every, everyone can have. But you're getting way too. T- you're saying the question is simple, man. The question is simple. How much weight do we put? You said zero. I put zero. You say I put so zero. You still say zero yeah, after still, the I evidence still, like, that we're giving you right now. LeBron because went to summer league. Carmelo went to summer league. They all went through summer league. LeBron's first game he had 12 points in summer league. Carmelo had 13. Like they all go through it. We just. Tune in on it because they're showing us more. Do you know some people get exposed in summer league too? Yeah. You know some people that are super high picks and super, you know, they get in the summer league and, and, and somebody else. Like perfect example, Jeez. people slept on, well, they're not going to sleep on them very long, probably probably about halfway mid through the season. Like for some of the standouts, one of the guys that every time I have a conversation with people, the only people that really know about basketball know about this guy is Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. is the guy that Nick should have drafted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, that's the guy That's the guy who's going to come in. Yeah. He, they should have. Yeah. That, that's a guy who's going to come into the league, and he's going to immediately contribute to the team that he plays for. That guy is one of the most athletic players I've ever seen. Since and did you know he's got a 48-inch vertical leap? Ridiculous. I said 46 the other 48. day, so I, I appreciate that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Smith history, just to tell you, he was hurt in senior year in high school. He was a top prospect, and he dropped, his, his draft stock dropped when he went to NC State and you know, playing in a smaller school. He wanted to dominate the ball. But he was hurt, so he was playing hurt all year, and that's why his stock dropped to nine instead of being a top. So, five so then let me let me let me ask this question then, yeah. since you guys are bringing that up. He's playing for the Mavericks. Right. Mm-hmm. You have Lonzo that's going to be playing for the Lakers, obviously. Yep. So, does the team make the difference? Because Dennis Smith Jr. He'll probably get as much playing time as Lonzo right. because Dallas doesn't really have anybody. But now let's look at someone like Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. His playing time might not be as much because of the team they have in place. Absolutely. So does the team that these rookies on make the difference in absolutely. You know, their development? It's absolutely, 100%. Yeah, like yeah. 100%. Especially the top five picks, you know what I mean? Because you're picking who you want, you know what I mean? Like you already know okay, I need a three, I need a four, I need a two. You're picking who you want. The, the bottom picks, you know, they got to go with what's left over. But for those top picks like that, you know what I mean, they, they, they're picked to, to, to serve a, a purpose, a role on that team. Like Lonzo Ball fits with the Lakers because they play that run-and-gun game that Golden right. State play. So he's perfect to distribute the ball. Dennis Smith Jr., they're going to play a lot of pick-and-roll, and off the pick-and-roll, he could dunk over anybody or oh, pull yeah. up for that mid-range. So he's a, to me, he's the sleeper of the draft. Yeah. Um, Jason Tatum going to get some burn because they just opened up that two spot and slide Jay Crowder off the bench and put him in or b- vice versa. 
I mean, everybody in that top five pick to me was well picked, well like, well thought of. Even the Sixers switching the pick, you know, I feel like the draft, this draft is just like that 2003 draft. I feel like it's going to be exciting right now. We just got a glimpse of it. And there was it, some serious talent in this draft. Yeah, serious talent. Serious talent. Serious. <laughs> nah, listen. So, I mean, guys, we can be on this all day, but and case in point, this is the only this, this is my opinion and y'all can have yours on this one. My opinion is that I think that we can pay attention to Oh, wow, that's messed up. Okay, well fine. They sh- he just showed me something about the last four um summer league MVPs and they all suck. Except for him. so, so that hey, okay, okay, but that's summer league MVP. I didn't say summer league MVP. Lonzo I said ball summer league as yeah, yeah. Lonzo Ball won't suck. Right. But Tyus Jones is averaging three points. Kyle but Anderson averages three points. Kyle Anderson Rice. is a contributor for the Spurs now. Let's not get that twisted. But he got he was off the bench. That's why he only averaged four points. Right. So Tyus I'm, Jones once before that he had Kevin Dunn. Kevin, what's that dude Dunn? Chris, Chris Dunn is going to be good for the Bulls Rubio now. Behind him, that's why he only has four points. Right. Glenn Rice Jr. was auto. So this is deceptive. Yeah. So but, yeah, but when you're when you're looking at Kyle Anderson, by the way, it's unfair for him that he plays in the Spurs because right. nobody gets major playing time on the Spurs yeah. unless you're Kawhi Leonard. It's the way their system unless works. You play defense. Right, well, their system works where it's like, it doesn't matter. We can switch out these five with these five, and we're going to get the same results because of Popovich's system. Correct, correct. So, anyways, long story short, though, I think think Summer League does matter. And I think, you know, and I'm looking back at the years I saw Chris Paul as a standout. I saw James Harden. I saw a lot of these players that are big-time stars now as standouts then, and that was kind of the defining moment for them before they got into the league. Obviously, what matters is what they do in the season. We're not going to discredit that. That's what really matters. All I'm saying is whenever I hear that, that oh, it's just summer league. I hate that. Uh, I hate like that. like Allen Iverson <laughs> said, practice? That's what the summer league is. Practice? <laughs> I mean, people people barely watch the season now, so now you're asking them to watch summer league. Like, people watch the finals now. They don't, know, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even right, watch the right. playoffs. How many, exactly. new face, how many new basketball fans do we see? Come, come to the playoffs, man. I'm going to the playoffs. I'm going to the finals. <laughs> now you're asking, yeah, watch the summer league. It's, it's going to be a problem. Right, so, Heat, so Golden now, State in the finals. So now we go, we're going to move on to, the, to our, our last topic. And um, Ooh, yeah. we're definitely going to open up the history books for this. I don't even know how to preface this. Do you know how to, pre, do you want to, do you want to preface this, Brandon? I'll let you kind of handle that. You want to? Um, it's a very interesting topic um, for a very interesting spectacle, I want to call it. Um, in case you have been up under a rock or, you know, you were in Antarctica somewhere, obviously you should know that uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are going to step in a boxing ring together and box. Um, to um, purists of either sport, MMA or boxing, it's a damn joke. Um, <laughs> so to sell tickets, they had to go on this... What, four city tour? Four city tour and not necessarily sell tickets, but I, I think in, in, in all honesty, and I'm being very serious when I say this, to sell hate. Um, because what they did um, is the next level of what we're about to talk about. So the question is, can you ever go too far with trash talk? And I'll just let anybody go ahead and chime I in. I want to jump in here. Go ahead. Um, I think no. And before I say that, I'm going to say, as far as the McGregor and Mayweather fight, a lot of people do think it's a joke. Um, I think the whole four city tour was a marketing ploy. Yes. And they did a great job. I don't think in this fight trash talking matters because you're talking about the greatest trash talker in MMA and the greatest trash talker in boxing. Okay. And they're both at a point where you can't get in their head. Now, do I think trash talking is beneficial in sports? 1000%. All you have to do is look at Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. The beginning of it all. If you watched his documentary, if you read his book, 
he would tell you, I'm gonna knock you out in the fourth round. Here's what end up, ends up happening. You're so worried you're gonna get knocked out in the fourth round that you get knocked out in the second round. Right. I mean, I'll go even back to when I played baseball at Piper. We weren't as good as Terravella, as Douglas, as Coral Springs, and Coconut Creek. And guess what? We played Terravella in the finals, and I'll tell you why. Because we were so good at getting in people's heads. We talked more trash than anybody else because we knew their talent was better than us. So how are we gonna get in that game? The only way is to get in your head before the game starts. And I'm sure everybody here has heard the fight is, or, or the war is over before the battle begins. It's getting in their head and playing that strategy. In this fight, I don't think it matters, to be honest with you. Well, see, that's exactly why I think in this particular situation, the trash talk has gone too far. It's like they know they can't get in each other's heads, so they have to get in their different, different demographic of fans' heads. Yeah, I agree. You know, I can see that. Conor McGregor, he made a statement about being half black from the waist down and started gyrating his hips and saying, this is for all my black female fans. Right. You know, you I got, agree. That, that definitely you, know you, you go on the other side. Floyd Mayweather, which Conor McGregor is not going to have to do by making racially insensitive remarks. Floyd Mayweather may be asked by the LGBT community to make to have, make an apology because he called Conor McGregor F-A-G, you know. And it was really, to be honest, it was almost out of character for him, too. He's never gotten that mad. And so I got to give McGregor props for getting underneath his skin so much. But you know what? I think it boils down to... McGregor can't sell this fight himself. Like, hey, Mayweather, you got to look like you hate this guy, even though y'all getting off the same private jet together. Is that we, what happened? Yes. Come on. Yes. Where have you been? No way. <laughs> they, they got off the same private jet together. These guys do not hate each other. But if they can make their different groups of fans hate each other, let's be realistic. This isn't about – no. this is no longer about MMA fans versus boxing fans. We've already proven boxers aren't really as good a grapplers – as uh, as uh, as MMA. MMA fighters, this is to show. Okay, we hope MMA fighters are just as good as strikers as boxers. Not true. We've seen it. We know it. These this is in the fans of the sport. You seriously are causing another demographic of fans. You have fans don't watch either sport. I don't like Mayweather because he's too cocky. Have you watched a Conor McGregor pre-fight <laughs> interview? Oh. I don't like Conor McGregor because he thinks he's all that. Have you ever seen Floyd Mayweather's Instagram feed? <laughs> Let's not lie about what this is about. If you like Mayweather, Conor McGregor is trying to make you hate him. If you like Conor McGregor, Mayweather is trying to make you hate him. And that's what's being called. That caused, that's why this trash talk is too much. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't popular for his trash talk. But Reggie Miller told a story you know, Mike just started shooting everything over his head and said, next time you show respect to black Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was, no, that no, no, man, no, 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 that, that uh, makes, I'm so glad you did that. Funny. That's the perfect segue. That's the perfect segue. I think we should take this conversation and, and go into the, because we, we all can agree that it could have been a little better in terms of, they could have been a little bit more classier in regards to what they did with the McGregor and Cobb. But let's just talk about the history of trash talk in general and how much of an impact does it really have you know, in sports, you know, his example is so good, you know, talking about on a high school level, how, you know, even if there was a talent difference, they'd get in their head before, you know, the bat, you know, the war is over before the battle even begins. That's, that's, that's true. But how deep is it when you're a professional? Because I mean, when I start thinking of trash talkers, I start thinking like, who, who are the trash talkers, legendary, trash? I'm thinking of all sports. I think of LT. Gary Payton. 
Oh, I think of Gary, Gary Payton. Payton yeah. Larry I think Bird. I think Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Oh, yeah. I think of Larry Bird. Do you know about what Larry Bird said at the three point contest? No, nah, what did he say? I'm just looking around to see who's going to get second place and went out and won. Yo, but that, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, but guys, let's talk about it. What exactly is the purpose of this? Because, like, when I sit down and I think about it, he, you know, you know, it was already said, Muhammad Ali. There were many times when Muhammad Ali was obviously out, outclassed in terms of power, maybe speed, whatever it may be. And, you know, once you kind of put those little things in, I'm, you know, I'm going to knock him out in four or whatever it may be. He goes down in five, you know, these type of things. It's like you walk into that situation and you want to do everything in your power to not make that come to fruition. And now <clears throat> I'll tell you why I think trash talking is so important in sports, because if you understand how the human mind works, your mind can sway you this way or this way just by someone saying something to you. You can start to believe the things that they're saying. That's how the mind works. So if you can get in someone's head, it's over. Yeah, You've already that, won. That's on a one-on-one -on -one level, it's whatever sport it's on. But when, sure. But what Mayweather and McGregor are doing in the media, they're trying to sell that bullshit. So, well, yeah, well, that's so, all marketing. Yeah, they're marketing, all marketing the hate. They're marketing hate in four different cities, trying to make it whatever it is. But one-on-one -on -one trash talking is good for competition. That's what I believe. But when they're trying to promote that, you're not promoting the skills as far as the boxing and the, and the hands. Okay, but what about, what about post-fight? What about post-fight? Like what? Mike Tyson, when he said, like, you know, I want to eat his children. Right. Praise um, to Allah. <laughs> he was a character, man. That was his persona. He was a character. My favorite one was Kevin Garnett. Uh, your wife tastes like Cheerios. <laughs> Yo, classic. KG, go ahead. Yo, he's probably, he's probably like the biggest trash talker. KG's though. up there. KG's up there. Oh, yeah. KG's up there. Like I look at it like serious. people a little bit. I feel like, you know, I know it's they're talking about it, but it's a little, a little sensitive. It's an exhibition. You know, this happened before where a wrestler fought a boxer. And, Muhammad you know, Ali. they didn't take it as serious, but because they saw Hulk Hogan and um, Muhammad Rocky. Ali fought this Japanese, Japanese wrestler. Guy was kicking his leg. Yeah, right? it happened before. Um, this right. time around, it's just like we see McGregor as a puncher stand on his feet, so we're more like keen to looking at it. It's WWE in a in a different format. That's all it is. You know, you know this what? is I, all about the money. It is one hundred percent. It's all about money, and we're gonna and, pay for it, right? And like, here's like, or you can get like one of those boxes, like the Dragon Box, and you can get yeah. it for free. But but anyways, um, sorry, shout um, out to Amazon Fire. Sorry, uh, Floyd and Connor. I could care less. hundred dollars for pay per view is ridiculous. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, when you look at this. It's not, if you want to look at a fair fight, it's a 100% exhibition because Conor McGregor yeah. is an MMA fighter, all right? And, and Mayweather is a boxer. So you're putting Conor McGregor into all the same rules as a boxer. If you want to make this even halfway fair, drop the four ounce gloves, let's get real here, and allow them to kickbox. Yeah, nah. Because otherwise, I know it's not going to happen, but otherwise, it's, you're fighting against the greatest pound for pound boxer yes. who's one of the best tacticianers anybody's ever seen, and you're asking an MMA fighter to step in there, we all know it's about the money. It's yeah. not about the We're fight. gonna buy it. Right. Oh, I agree. And then I think, the, I think the rematch should be in the octagon, and, and that'll last about right. 14 seconds. <laughs> right. I mean, can I, can like, I, I agree with McGregor. I, I like both of them, and they both, like, in, in their respective sport. Like, I love McGregor, and I love Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? So I watch them both uh, fight. Um, I just feel like, right now, when you look at what's going on, they're embracing... The, 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 the WWE format, like come out, talk trash, have a character build, you know what I mean? But like to, to, to talk about the trash talking in sport, that's something that, you know, only the strong survive in that, in that game, you know what I mean? And if you, if you look like you're not strong with, your, with what you can do, 
you better be a hell of a, a, a ball player but or a fighter. You know what's crazy, though? All the trash talking hyped this fight up even more, though. Right. And that's, that's the crazy thing about it. For the people that were, you know what? I watched the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. I spent the money on it and was like, huh, this fight should have happened so many years ago. And now it's like, do I really want to spend money to watch another Mayweather fight? Because we know what he's going to do. But then you start hearing all the trash, and it's like, damn, you know what? Maybe I might just watch this. Like, I'm intrigued now. I'm not, I'm not lying. You're not lying it, it about that. I mean, for four <laughs> fights in a row, I was like, I'm not going to buy another Mayweather fight. And I still bought it. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they do that. Like, it's, they're professional promoters. Like, yeah, they They, are. they know how to get our attention. You know? I, I have friends and, and, and people in my office that don't watch boxing and don't watch MMA they watch and they don't even know who Conor McGregor is and they're hyped up to watch this fight. They, they watch it. Yeah. 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 Uh, two I mean, things. Two th- before you go, Chris. Two things. Even. First and foremost, um, when people say they're not about to watch the Mayweather fight, what brings about that sentiment? I'm right Eight. after the last fight. You, I think people are tired of wasting money on, on Mayweather one. fights, for one, just because of how his fights are. And two, how is it? How be more descriptive when you say how I his think fights are. All right, so so Mayweather Mayweather is more of a defensive fighter. Mayweather's not going to knock you out. He he he. Did you see the early part wait, of his career? The, well, yeah, but uh, we're, we're, we're not we're not we're not at the early part of his career. Right. We're at the end of his career. We're talking about a man that's coming out of retirement to fight an MMA fighter. So I and and Mayweather is phenomenal defensively, and. To sit here and think that McGregor is going to land punches on him, it's crazy because Pacquiao couldn't even do it. And Pacquiao is known for throwing damn near 100 punches around. And his stat line off of that fight was so bad. Well, they said it was hurt. Okay. All right. So, but neither, neither here nor there. I feel like just knowing that Mayweather is not the aggressor when it comes to boxing, that. It's almost boring to watch in a sense. I 100% agree. Because it's, you don't, and I I feel like McGregor is going to be the aggressor. He's not. He's a counterpuncher also. Exactly. But I feel feel in this fight, he's going to have to be the aggressor because there's no way he could sit back and just try to wait for a Mayweather counterpunch because Mayweather will sit on the ropes and just roll. I see. I disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. They even said, a lot of analysts are talking about it, the only way McGregor McGregor can win this fight and get shots in, first of all, he's got to knock him out. But he's got to draw Mayweather to him. They're both counterpunchers. So also, if you look at if you look at McGregor's style, it's unorthodox. Mayweather, I don't right. think he's not going to know how to train properly for that style. Now, once once again, he's the best defensive boxer I've ever seen. But he could be drawn in. I mean, look look at the trash talking. He got did he not get Mayweather mad? Yeah, he got him mad. He so got, he yeah, got but, him mad. But the That's difference between him getting him mad in a press conference and in Mayweather ring. in the ring going against his skill and what he's known for, that's elements. not happening. Yeah. Mayweather's Anything not going to go Mayweather's not going to go out of character. To try to prove anything to we, anybody, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, he never has. We all can assume. We all can assume. He won't. And so, my, my whole point to ask the question about, you know, because I always yeah. hear people say about um, Mayweather fights being boring. Do we think watching, let's say, like the Denver Broncos when they won the Super Bowl or the Ravens, was that boring? Like to watch them play? If you're if you're a, if you're a real fan of the sport, no. 
If you're not a real fan of the sport, then yes, it's boring. Okay. Okay, because my whole thing is at the end of the day, people get confused with thinking you're in a street fight. Right. The sweet science of boxing is about hitting and not getting hit. Right. So when people say the fight is boring, well, Floyd Mayweather is out there going, he's an entertainer to talk and to do his shimmy here and there, but at the end of the day, He's going to win a boxing match by outpointing you, not yes. not being the aggressor. Mayweather is exactly, point, and that's Mayweather's exactly my point. Fighter. So I'm gonna let you chime in, Trey. Yes, Mayweather is a points fighter, right. and he's well, gonna see, outpoint you the whole time. And, and that's the thing about this uh, McGregor Mayweather fight. Any of you saw McGregor versus Alvarez? Mm-hmm. Okay, remember in that fight, he puts his hands behind his back, taunting. Absolutely, and it's like, you know. We know Conor McGregor can be that guy. We've also seen how that translates into boxing. I mean, remember, Adrian Bronner came in a favorite to beat Medina, mm-hmm. and Medina, same trash talk he used, he, Medina flipped it right back on him. You know, so it's like it counts on what you're against. I'm glad you brought up Mayweather's training because, remember, Mayweather said he doesn't watch tape of the other boxer because there's no Da Vinci code in that ring he can't crack. Those were his words. I believe Conor McGregor, being that kind of fighter, being that once he feels comfortable enough, he gets way too cocky. You don't do that against a fighter like Mayweather because they're both counterpunchers, but Mayweather does have some bit of knockout power. We saw what Victor Ortiz did when he made a mistake and put his hands down. <laughs> Conor McGregor can't give you that same show he gives you in MMA because Conor McGregor also is a talented kickboxer. He does have some grappling skills. He does have some jujitsu skills. These are rules in MMA. You come to boxing, do you want to come in with that same cockiness? I don't think and- he will, and I'll tell you why. Because he knows he's head and shoulders above and better than the fighters that are in the MMA. He knows he's not a better boxer than Mayweather. So yeah. I think he's going to come in with a whole different mindset. Right. But and you also... But you also thing, can he really sit back and wait on Mayweather? Because Mayweather's not going to jump in and attack him. Mayweather's going to wait for him to do something If his stupid. coaches are good and they're smart, they're going to drill that into his head and make sure it happens because that's his only shot. But you also, you also got to realize, though, that McGregor's punches are not going to be as strong in this fight than if it was an MMA fight because the ounces and the gloves are so much more. So him wanting to come with that aggression, he might be thinking he's throwing a hard punch, but it may not come off like that. I mean, he is stepping into Mayweather's world. So it is. And so for him to try to have a shot, he has to go above and beyond with the with the remarks he makes and the trash talking he does and and it, and it crosses that racism line with what he says and he knows that this is his only shot at winning i got a question for you guys what about mcgregor getting knocked out during the sparring sessions you think that was 100% fake news. Okay. And they even said it was fake. They got facts. the guy on the phone, <laughs> and he exactly. said that I don't even know who he is. I've never met Conor McGregor. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's, just, that's more promoting to get your attention. You yeah. clicked on it. Clickbait. Uh, it worked. To answer your question about Mayweather fights being boring. Yeah, because I, like, I really wanted for you and Jason to answer it's that. So like, I appreciate you coming back like, to that. I understood what boxing was late, like after I started watching it. Right, you know right, right, what I mean, right. so it, it became more entertaining as I was watching it. But um, if you have a, a, a fight party and 
people think boxing, knockout. You know, it's like mm-hmm. basketball, get dunked on. They want to see people get dunked on. Right. You know and that, what I mean? So, it's like they don't understand the definition of the terms. Right. Science. But they're, they're not interested in that part. They're just interested of you know, and, that, and that goes back to kind of what I said something about last week with right. the NBA. It's all entertainment now. You but, know, and that's what, that's what this is. Because just like you said, people that don't follow boxing – that's all they're looking for. If they're gonna, if you, if you invited me over to your house and I don't watch boxing, right. you know, and, and I'm like, oh, and you tell me, hey, you know what, Jason, I'm having a fight party. Want to come watch? I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not a boxing fan, but hey, I'll come by. You're looking for excitement. I'm looking for excitement. So I'm looking for a knockout. So for boxing fans that appreciate the sport of boxing, we appreciate all that Mayweather does. Right. So for me, I don't feel a Mayweather fight is boring. Because I appreciate the sport of boxing. I enjoy watching boxing. Now, for the casual, oh, I want to get into the hype. Oh, you know, I want to see a Mayweather fight. And you're expecting all this glitz and glamour. You're going to be upset. Boxing is going to get its its time when it's top of the sports again, when the heavyweight divisions start getting a little bit better. It's, it's, you know what it's like? It's kind of like baseball. Most people do not enjoy watching baseball. True it's not. boring. Like it's baseball. boring. Okay, exactly. Now, I played for 14 years. I like the 0-0 game because I'm watching, the, I'm watching the techniques and I'm watching how they're pitching and what pitches they're throwing at what counts and how batters are, are, are affected Adjusting. by that. Yeah, so I love that. So I can see how a, a boxing fan – I'm not a big boxing fan. Right. Okay. So, but I can see how a boxing fan would absolutely love watching Mayweather go 12 rounds. Right. And would, I, when I was a boxing fan back in the day, I used to watch Roy Jones Jr. Right. And I loved watching Roy Jones hit and then move. And then at the end of the fight, I'm like, I wonder how many punches he was hit by. And I remember watching one fight where 12 rounds, he was hit with 48 punches. That's it. That was wow. I was amazed. That means right, right, right. they only hit him with four punches around. Right. Wow! To me, that was incredible. Right. And to your point about uh, entertainment too, the only fight—not fight—I'm sorry—baseball game my girlfriend has ever watched was the game last year based on hype, which was the Cubs versus the Indians, and she game enjoyed seven? it because it was a good game. It was a good game. If it was a zero-zero game, she in liked. the third inning, I would have had to turn the channel. <laughs> now hold on. So can, now this this was the, the the most gangster tangent ever in the oh, history. Can I ask a question before you go to Chris? Go ahead. You wrap up? Go ahead. No, I was about to wrap. I was oh, about, just about to go in. Okay, cool, further, cool, cool. So I want to know: Can you humbly talk trash? Because there was a time where um, Tim Tebow made a statement at a press conference. You guys remember that? Do you one? feel like that was trash talk when he said that the Gators would play as hard as everybody else and they yeah. would actually win and they won? Do we feel like you can humbly yeah, like, say yeah, something absolutely. No, no, like yeah. In fact, in fact that's an example. And then psychologically get your team to rally behind perfect. That was saying? a perfect example. Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. In fact, here's, here's my question to everybody here. Here's my question to everybody here. Do we want our superstars to be trash talkers? You know, because yes. when I look back I like in it. history, all of the greats were trash, trash talkers. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear the names we said when we was going down the line? We, trash we said sales, Michael Chris. Jordan. We said, you know, we said, we said Reggie Miller. We said Isaiah but Thomas. You know what? You know, you know what it is, though? Right now in the NBA, since we started bringing up NBA players, the face of the franchises have other people to do the trash talking for them. Think about think about the Warriors. Draymond Green is their trash talker. Mm-hmm. You don't hear anything from Steph. You don't hear anything really from Clay or Steph KD. Steph talks trash. Well, but it's, what I'm but saying is he's like he's like what he's talking about. But that. but but, Durant, but, Durant but, right. talk but what I'm saying is the person that you're going to hear talk the trash and you're just going to make headlines is going to be Draymond. He is like the that that person that you know what I got you guys. 
And what I'll, trash I'll handle talk this. Did you, did you get that? Where'd you find out that Draymond was talking trash? On Twitter, <laughs> on social media. Once again, he clicked up. It's, it's, it's the social media aspect. Like, yeah. they all talk trash. Yeah. It, it's not even about sports. Anywhere you go, people are talking trash. This, this business might be talking about another business that we the best radio show ever. Right. I'm you're a, talking the, trash. I'm but you know what? Talking real you know what? Do you guys follow? See, this creates, you just, you just blew this conversation wide open with that statement. Do you understand that, that now it's gotten to the point where what, probably the best trash talker in all of the NBA is whoever controls the Portland Trailblazers Twitter account. Do you, have you guys followed that with, story? With the whole mellow. Portland and- Trailblazers Twitter <laughs> account is by far the greatest Twitter account for any NBA team really? ever. Go look that up. They are so funny. They are. They are they so are. funny. I think somebody says to them, this is so funny. The, la- the latest thing I saw for them was um, a Lakers fan uh, tweeted them and was like, was saying something about them trying to get Carmelo and all the other stuff. Right. And it was like, y'all still never going to be like the Lakers. And then it was like maybe 3 o'clock in the morning. Someone from that staff caught that one tweet. They could have ignored it. But instead they said, true, true, dot, we've been in the playoffs the last couple of years. Bruh. <laughs> do you but understand? You know, but you do you know, understand bruh. how rude that is? Like, like, and, and like you enough. get it? Like, he, he said, the guy said, you'll never be like the Lakers. And they're like, true. We've actually been in the playoffs the last couple of years, and, that's, and that goes that back to that. That goes that's back to savage. that humble. But that, <laughs> but that, that goes that it's goes true. back to that humble trash right? talking, though. It's just that's savage. where it goes yeah. back to that humble trash talking. And then the same thing, even with the whole Ga- um, Gordon Hayward uh, sweepstakes, mm-hmm. when Isaiah Thomas, Hassan Whiteside, and um, uh, what's his name for the Jazz? I can't even think of his name. The center, Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 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 When the three of them had their whole little Twitter bashing our back and forth little thing and putting up championship trophies and then both Isaiah Thomas and Hassan Whiteside went back at him and put up their trophies and were like, well, what do the Jazz have? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, there are ways you could do it. Going back to what Brandon was saying, there are definitely ways you could be humble with your trash talking and it still be enjoyable. You, you better hope you got good game. I mean, if you're going to talk trash or be in the trash talk, you gotta be. Oh, you definitely gotta, gotta be able to back Which it up. Which sport talks the best trash though? Basketball. Basketball. Football. I think football. Football. I think football. JJ Watt, Cam Chancellor, LT. Yeah, but here's the thing: when you look at basketball, even when you play in the playground, when you're playing, when you're playing against someone, five on five game. I'm in that guy's ear all day long, the whole game. I don't stop. I hate that guy. But see, uh, good. Yeah. And you know what? And I'll tell you what. And it works every time because you piss that person off, and then they try so hard to hit a shot, and I just sit there and laugh at it. I think trash talk's more acceptable in football, though. I think well, accepted, yes, but basketball. You. Right, right. But I think they, right. But I think they talk more trash in basketball because what? every guy. If you actually watch them, they're talking, they're jawing all day long. You see, exactly. the problem is in football, you can't hear it. Yeah, you gotta get like, close. I, I, I mean, I get it. JJ Watt does have a bit of a mouth. It's as he's getting close to you. Josh Norman and Odell Beckham is as they're locking up. The thing with basketball, like I mentioned, Michael Jordan earlier, it's after he scored three straight three pointers. It's after Reggie Miller has realized you can't stop me. It's after Gary Payton has stripped you five times. I think it's when the trash talking occurs. Okay. You know, I'm already embarrassing you. Now let me say something slick. Like Larry Bird had that down. Larry Bird would start it with something light. Oh, so you're who guarded me? I should be fine. Scores 20 points. Told you. Wins the game. Next time y'all play me, have him double. 
You know, but, it's like basketball. It's the, the level of trash talking. It's like you got you need a PhD in trash talking and trash talking basketball. I look at it like those trash talking and basketball and all those sports where they don't wear helmets. You could notice it easier, but by far, football. I play basketball and football, and though I played running back about 50 pounds ago, but um, those linebackers and those safeties, they talking trash every time we go to the line. Every time. Right. Like, don't get a ball to that dude back there. He on our team. You know, you forget like, about one, forget about one sport, though. Baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They hit you with the ball. Right, but no, but it's, it's when you're in the batter's box, when you're at the plate, the catcher's talking trash to you while you're in the plate throwing Bruh. dirt on you. Okay. You got the pitcher, John. You got the guy giving winks at the pitcher. I mean, it, that's all you do in baseball because it's like – it's not a it's not a physical sport. Yeah. So it's it's baseball. I mean, I love what Yogi Berra said, which makes no sense, by the way. The baseball is ninety percent mental; the other half is physical. That yeah. that doesn't That's even make sense. Yeah. Right, right. That's not mathematically possible. But what he's saying is, baseball is really ninety percent mental. It is. So when you can get in someone's head in baseball, they're done. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. But yeah. in in football and basketball, you could still use your physicality to still overcome that. All right, guys, guys, we're going to start wrapping it up. I mean, guys, if you guys want to continue this conversation, the best thing you could do is continue this online. You guys can follow us. For those that are listening live on Yo Partner, shout out to JB for giving us the opportunity yeah. to, to kind of make this happen here oh, yeah. and so on and so forth. Um, guys, we need you guys to follow this on iTunes, follow this on Blog Talk Radio. You know, this podcast you guys are going to be able to hear on a consistent basis. But we got a few more things we got to hit you with before we wrap it up. Um, what do we have in terms of the meme and the event? Of okay, the day. so the meme of the day is going to be uh, modern era quarterbacks, um, the top ten. So I just want to go quickly around real fast to see what your top ten is from 1978 to today. Starting with Scott. Quarterback. Quarterback. Just wow, throw whatever you want. Spot here. I know that yeah. was kind of like, yeah, you did kind of throw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead real quick. <laughs> fast Brady, Rodgers. Okay, no particular uh, order. Montana, mm-hmm. Marino. Okay. Uh, Elway. Mm-hmm. Um... Kind of drawing a blank here. Those are the ones that come right, good, right, like, like, right, right off the top of my head. Those are where I would go. Uh, you know, I'll go with those five as well. You got anybody um, instead else of repeating them, um, Warren Moon, of course. Um, let me think. You know, Jim Kelly. Can't forget about Jim Kelly. Um, okay, so that's seven so far. What did Donovan McNabb? Uh, Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, uh, Warren Moon. You said that. Did we? Yeah, you did. Right. Not we. You did. Did I? <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Stop. Steve Young. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Steve Young, definitely. Um, okay. Troy Ekman. Okay. Ooh. Oh, Troy. You got um, Dan Marino. He said that, okay. Okay, he said that. Yeah, he did. We got to put him twice, though. <laughs> like, Shout out to the Dolphins. Um, I, I, I don't know about Donovan McNabb. Like, no, I mean, you don't got to put him. We're just okay. saying. We're just saying names right now because we just, I know I put everybody on the spot, so I just kind of want to see yeah, that's, what I everybody mean, had. I want, can we throw Mike Vick in there? Nah. If you want. He's better than McNabb. He's better than me. I'd probably take Cole Pepper over him. Nah. Oh, damn. I'll take, okay. I'll take All right. Over Man, y'all, y'all forgot that Mike Vick took. LA but we saying top ten since 1978. Now let's just yeah. oh, not let's. Going way back. Yeah, yeah. Since 78. Yeah. Oh, well, you got Terry Brett. You, you got Terry Brett. And Terry Brett, Brett, Brett Favre. Oh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Like, Brett, well, I'm, I'm waiting. Brett Favre wasn't there. Nah, no, no one said Brett Favre. They said he's still. Nah, he's still. Go ahead, man. 
Huh? Eli over McNair. You'll take Eli but, over McNair? But hold on. Eli. I, I want everybody Man. to remember there are 10 Eli slots, and we all Eli, said. Eli need to just sit down somewhere. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, it, I mean, I agree with a lot of stuff that y'all been saying. Um, and y'all forgot two people. Let me just see. I already know the list, so I'm not going to. Oh, Peyton Manning. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to throw. Yeah, of course, Peyton Manning. And then there's another guy that's still playing. Two other guys. Nationwide is by your side. There we go. Thank you. Drew Brees, yeah. You know, definitely put Drew Brees in there. Some names that we're not going to see. Yeah. What's up? Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Ben? Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, so so I'm Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. But hold on, I know. I want y'all to remember. We're talking about ten people. You're right, now. you only got ten slots. Okay, no, I know. I mean, I know the Man. list, so I'm not even gonna. Ryan go Leaf. Yes, 100. percent Yes, is the greatest bust of all time. He was the greatest disappointment of all time. Yeah, and I, yeah. and we and we tend to forget the bad man of Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers. No, he said Aaron Rodgers. He said Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, yeah. then, so Someone's you want to tell them the, real, the actual list so, from ESPN? So, so the actual list that we'll discuss online, um, starting ten going on down, is Dan Fouts, which I don't agree with. Drew Brees, Steve Young, Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, John Elway, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. So how do y'all feel about that list? I, I, I don't like Fouts. I don't I, either. I didn't like Fouts until so, so, I looked him up. I, I like Aikman. You know, Fouts or, or, was nice. He was. He was for the Chargers. He was real nice. He, <laughs> he was, was nice. nice. Here, here's the – and I know you, but you can't Aikman. do this, but if you put that kind of player in today's game – it's different. It's like it's like Pistol Pete Maravich in basketball. Yeah. You don't think his, he would translate? Big, well, his big move was this. He'd, he'd bounce the ball and he'd fake a pass with his one hand, yeah. and then he'd keep dribbling with one hand, and that was a great move back then. Yeah. If you imagine, even the last 20 years, <laughs> right, if right, he right. did that, they, they'd laugh you off the court. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm, I'm Goodbye. With you. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's our list. We'll, we'll go ahead and discuss that. Um, and the last thing um, – we do want to chime in with uh, some facts today. You know, it's all been opinion so far. So, uh, JB. I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the fact of the day for July 20th, 2017 is the juice is loose. OJ <laughs> has been granted parole. I wanted to talk about um, Hank Aaron, which on July 20th, Long, long time ago was actually the uh, pass. No, not pass. It was his last home run hit, 755, and he's still considered to be the home run king, given you know Barry Bonds and his and the asterisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to discuss that, but absolutely, um, I think that um, the biggest news of the day is OJ. What do we have to say about that? I, it's funny because Sports-wise. as soon as I walked in, <laughs> someone was asking me about OJ, and I, I, I could care less about this. What about Mike Tyson in '91? He was accused of rape. That was a, this is the day that happened. Yeah. That so if you had these three facts, yeah, no, Hammer and Hank, Tyson, OJ, listen, you made the right, today. You I'm made just the asking. Right decision. You made the right decision. Did I make the right decision, you so, made, you Scott? You made the right decision. You made the Jason. Right decision. I guess so. <laughs> but I just can't. I just. I'm just tired of OJ. I feel like the greatest thing that came out of OJ Simpson was you know the people against OJ Simpson on FX. That was the dopest show. Besides that, <laughs> I just you know I, I was too young. I didn't see. I couldn't see him play. I, I want to say something about OJ. I, I was talking to someone in my office today, and I remember exactly where I was the minute it was going on. I was 13 years old. We were in the strong team tournament finals in baseball, and our game got delayed an hour and a half because, because of, of what was going on. And everybody, and back then you didn't have phones. There were no right. phones. Like, what do you yeah, have, beavers back then? Yeah. Right, so we had to like try to find a TV, and everybody was scrambling to find out what was going on. But I distinctively remember that exact day. That's so that was a very powerful moment that that's happened. like some September 11th. Type but that's so funny because, you know, everybody was saying right. that, like, we hear OJ, no matter what he did now, 
we still think that this is all about what happened. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. We ain't letting that go for some reason. <laughs> but it's like, he, I watched some of it today. You know right. what I mean? And and he, he he had some strong points for getting off because he took it. It was his stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I want right, to get in right. detail, but... It wasn't really like his daughter came in. Like they really put it out straight for the man. But I feel like when you look at OJ now, it's like all you think is Johnny Cochran and that old case. You know what I right. mean? Right, you're right, hundred percent. So, so let me ask this question though. Um, just like the Jay Z sample that just came in, you know, obviously famously said a long time ago, OJ yeah. said, "I'm not black. I'm OJ," and black Twitter. And black Facebook went nuts today mm -hmm. about him getting out. Do we think that we just unapologetically just for anybody that, that seemed to represent us? JB, I want you to chime in on that. <laughs> before we, before uh, we sign out. Because we, we really gave him a lot of love today, and he, he, he dissed the hell out of us years ago. <laughs> I mean, he really just said, like, I'm not black, I'm, I'm OJ. Well, I think, I think he was trying to be, you got to remember the time that right, he right, right. was in back then. So MLK wanted everybody to not be a color. Uh, yeah, okay, colorblind, I get it. But, you understand know. what I'm saying? So, you know, but now people gravitate to a color, which is the color black itself, which black is not a race. So I understand why he said that. Some people say black is a race. Black is not a race. Black okay. is a color. Because if you got Chinese people, they're from China. Australians from Australia. Germans are from Germany. There is no country called black. Right, but we... we but I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm on some other stuff right now. Right, right. Nationalities, but you good, you good. I'm just speaking, I'm speaking right. why he did what he did back in the day. Right, right, right. I but got you. he did think he was above... So being, you think it's a little, I guess disproportionate to have black and white and then everything turns into Asian and Hispanic because the only two colors that yes. we really have is races, black and white. Everything else turns into, if you look at the census, like mm -hmm. uh, Pacific Islander. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know super, what I'm saying? But that's super the, detailed. Yeah, 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 but you know, but they can be classified in colors. You got black, of white, brown, yes, yellow, exactly. and red. You, exactly. you can really well, well, do but, it that but, way. Wait, we're getting on a tangent real quick. Hold on, we're getting yeah. on a quick tangent. One thing I just want to say is that to kind of add to the point that he was saying, though, mm -hmm. I think as people, especially as black people, we have, that's a huge problem for us. Mm -hmm. I think we, like you said, unapologetically, we, it's like, it, as long as someone is super talented in some arena, whether it's yeah. singing, whether it's sports, or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what the hell they do, we sit there and stand by them. Like, to me, yeah, that, this I has been a great, know. this has been a real bad week for black folk. You know, <laughs> we got, we got R. Kelly with seat, with Colts. Yeah. We got, we got, you know, we got Usher, Usher. freaking burning people. Let me ask you a question, You know, though. we got. Let me ask you one question. Know, do you think R. Kelly represent you when he's doing what he's no. doing? No. So why do people hold on but to that? But it's because at one point in time we uplifted these people as our like as as our pinnacle, like like we want to be like them. Come on, who didn't sing "I Believe I Can Fly"? Who wasn't singing it? Keys to Ignition. Who wasn't about that life? Yeah. R. Kelly was the man. We could, let's not even sit here and try to do this man like that. Mm -hmm. R. Kelly was the man. He done messed up so many times. We have to let him go. We we ha if we're not letting we're him go by now, <laughs> we're more sick than he is. <laughs> you, you're we're making him. Well, see, I don't I don't think that. I mean, I, you can you can look at this two ways. <laughs> as far as OJ is concerned, you can look at this two ways. Mm -hmm. The first way is. He was trying to separate himself yes. so that he's not being judged by a certain color. Yes. Okay. The other side is you can look at it from another perspective is, well, he's saying he's better than us. Oh, yeah. So he's, you can look at either side. Right. But you can debate either side because wow. of his troubles. He might have just wanted to separate himself to say, listen, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm myself. So judge me based on who I am, not my color. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I'm missing the biggest point. 
He went in looking crazy, came out looking like 20 years younger. <laughs> I want to know what moisturizer he's using. <laughs> 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 right, the type of moisturizer in jail we, we don't we want on the outside. But we get it, though. We get it, though. So, And last, last um, point. To last that point. He was in prison. I do not want that moisturizer. (laughs) (laughs) That pearl looking. Man, first and foremost, first and foremost, man, I want to thank all of the contributors that came today. Man, sorry, opinionists, (laughs) all of the opinionists that came on the show today. Man, you know, I'm really loving what's coming out of this because the beauty, the beautiful thing about it is that everybody does have an opinion. And when we get a chance to showcase that, see, we may not be on first take. We may not be on Undisputed, but some of the stuff that we had to say here tonight was better than half the stuff that they say on, that, on those shows. So shout out to y'all. Y'all really imparted a lot of wisdom. I, I heard a lot of wisdom today. And then, you know, I heard some crazy stuff, too. But it don't matter because everybody's entitled to their opinion, too. Got to take the good with the bad. We got to make sure we shout out, JB, once again. YoPodna.com is where you guys can hear us live when we record these podcasts. But then if you want to listen to it later, just log on to iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. The episodes will be on there. You guys can tune in, follow us. And, you know, shout out to Jason. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to all of the contributors. I mean, there's a lot of names in here. Mm -hmm. So if y'all want to say something real quick, that's cool. But. But for me, I'm not about to go through everybody's names real quick. <laughs> but anybody else got anything they want to drop before we, we get out of here? Everybody has an opinion. What's yours? Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Let it bump, though. Uh-huh.